the bullies. Laugh in the face of danger. Fight for truth. Going where no conservative has gone before. It's time for the Kelly Truth Squad with William J. Kelly. The Truth Squad's Week in Review begins right now. Welcome to the Kelly Truth Squad. I am William Kelly, uh, overcoming every possible obstacle that can come my way. And that is a... um, that is, uh, that's what makes us stronger, ladies and gentlemen. That's what makes us stronger. Uh, Maureen O'Looney, how are you doing? I'm good. <laughs> you were, <laughs> during the, while we were trying to start the uh, little intro to the show, you were wildly tampering with the volume button. Did you realize that? Uh, no, I didn't. You were making it incredibly loud and incredibly soft. In my eardrums. I'm sorry. Um, the loud part wasn't so bad. The soft part, I hate. I hate it when it's when I can't hear things. So uh, if you could just... Uh... Sounds like the making of a country song, <laughs> that, I think. <laughs> he even exactly. hates soft serve ice cream. <laughs> exactly. But uh, at any rate, you know, that's the funny thing about my life, I have to say, is that it is this, like, God must be... Te- he's testing me. I know he is. He's preparing me for something great. Uh, it must be something ridiculously great because this God will not stop testing me endlessly. I mean, he and and you know the funny thing about it is all these people you know that God uses to test me. I wonder if they realize that they are instruments of God. God is so working through them that, to test me. So I'm so I'm an instrument of God. Yes, yes. Oh. Now, don't you feel a little bit more special now that you know that? Oh, kind of. You're part of God's divine plan to test William Kelly. Thank you very much. Okay, so here's the deal. We have a ridiculously big show today, okay? We've got, uh, we're going to be talking about the Secret Service, okay? Or not so Secret Service, if you know what I mean. Yo, yo, yo. Um, we're going to be talking about the, um, the GSA. Did I get that right? GSA? Mm-hmm. What does that stand for? Can we say? Warner, our, our, our social media guru from publiusforum.com, GSA, what does it stand for? Is government something. Government Services Administration. <laughs> okay, fine. Go- government <laughs> Subway. I don't uh, know, but we're going to talk about it. Uh, we've got, uh, we got uh, oh my God, we got all kinds General of stuff Services coming General Services Administration. We've got a major scandal coming out of the state of Illinois, and I hate to say it because I, I think people know by now I, I tend to be a little uh, on the conservative side, and it turns out that this, uh, this scandal is uh, there's something rotten in the Illinois Republican Party, and, and maybe it's a good thing that this is coming to light, okay? Because... Uh, if uh, for people around the country who are listening, who have who keep scratching their heads and wondering how could the people of Illinois elect um, a state senator named Barack Obama to the U.S. Senate and then two years later uh, send him off to Washington D.C., now uh, I think we know it's uh, because the Illinois Republican Party is receiving money from a from an Obama bundler, okay, with Soros ties apparently, allegedly, okay, and we're gonna have some people on who know what they're talking about. Um, and, uh, and, uh, that might just explain why the Illinois Republican party was silent while this, uh, uh, or maybe even literally working with the Democrat party in Illinois to propel Barack Obama from the South side of Chicago into the white house. Now, now it's all starting to uh, become clear. It's becoming more clear. <clears throat> and, uh, so we've got a lot to talk about, uh, local, state, national, and um, as always, we've got uh, the legendary 
Brian McCarthy here with us. Thank you for being here, Brian. It's my pleasure. It, it is. I, I truly appreciate you being here and and uh, getting this whole headphone controversy sorted out. We're, we've got a firestorm of controversy here today. There's no doubt about it. Um, so that those are just a few of the things that we're going to be talking about, you know, and We've got uh, we've we've got a lot of things to look forward to. We've got Kelly Truth Squad TV coming uh, to a, neighbor, a national cable network news channel, uh, so that's coming up. Uh, KellyTruthSquad.com is where you can find out all about that and follow it on the Facebook and the Twitter and and be a guest on the show because um, we've already started taping the show and we do that in front of a live studio audience and uh, we uh, make them part of the show just like just like. Um, you know, we we try to we've always tried to do with uh, with Kelly Truth Squad Radio. I mean, we've we amazingly enough we with uh, Truth Squad Radio have done more to influence the um, the Republican Party in the state of Illinois, you know, the city of Chicago, than the actual Republican Party. Do you realize that? It's hard to believe. And well, it's well, it's hard know, to believe there is a Republican <clears throat> Party in the city of exactly Chicago. right. <laughs> That's what they tell us. That's exactly right. And uh, you know, when it came time to uh, for someone to challenge Rahm Emanuel's petitions for mayor of the city of Chicago, we didn't wait for the Republican Party to do it because obviously they were. Now we know. Uh, now we know they were uh, obviously contributing tens of thousands of dollars to Rahm Emanuel. Okay, this is what is coming out now. This is what is coming out, and. Uh, but um, but I apparently I did not get the memo or or the uh, or the uh, George Soros uh, money because I w- actually went out and challenged uh, Rahm Emanuel's petitions for mayor of the city of Chicago and uh, and uh, and I got thrown off of WIND radio uh, at the at that time I was on WIND radio. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> the, the tentacles are just, un, it's just unbelievable yes. how, how far they stretch. I thought you were going to say it's just amazing to what, what lengths God will go to, uh, to test me. Well, apparently I'm an extension of God, so, <laughs> so I should know the answer but, to that. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so we end up getting thrown off of WIND, and, um, but the Lord works in mysterious ways. You see, one door, op- one door closes, um, one door opens. And uh, what ends up happening, what ended up happening was we were contacted by um, the communities at Washington Times. Now, wait a second. Did I say that right? You did. Um, so how do people find that uh, if they want to take a look at that uh, column, the Bill Kelly Truth Squad? They go to the WashingtonTimes.com and they click on the community <clears> section <throat> and they can find the Bill Kelly's Truth Squad there. They can also find the Tea Party Report. Aha. Yes. Interesting. And also, if you sign up for the uh, news blast at the Washington Times communities, you also get uh, WashingtonTimes.com 24-7, which is Ooh. a uh, um, a, uh, a daily news blast of information that goes all over the country to mm. a, a national list of subscribers. I love it. Yes. I love it. So uh, so what's happening, what I hear you saying, what I, what I think I understand here, is that we are going around the mainstream media. Well, we have to. There's really not a choice. That's right, because uh, the mainstream media... Not only will they not tell the truth, but they are actively, actively uh, spreading disinformation. Um, so, um, ironically enough, and this is the this is obviously what God is preparing me for. Okay, now I know it. Um, the reason why God has been testing me in the way He has is because He's been preparing me to and the Truth Squad to take the role, take over the role of the mainstream media in America mm-hmm. so that we will do the job 
that that the mainstream media refuses to do. Well, what what's been happening is is that uh, the the conservative blogosphere, it's a conservative columnist, uh-huh. it's a conservative media that then propelled the Chicago media. Once it's covered nationally, once mm-hmm. it's covered on the web, once it's covered on the internet, then they're forced to cover the issue. Warner does that at uh, Publius Forum and Perry yes. State Reporter. Um, you know, it's putting pressure and all the other outlets that he writes for. And together, all of us together, we're putting the pressure on the mainstream media to do the job that they won't do. Yes, indeed. Yes. Um, okay. Well, then that's uh, then that's uh, then that's it's just, quite a heroic mission. <clears throat> well, then that's just exactly what we're going to do. And, um, you know, I guess in a, in, a, in a sort of way, like you said, you know, it is at every time in history, somebody has to stand up against evil. You know, uh, what was it? Uh, what's that famous saying? Um, All evil needs to succeed is for good people to do nothing. Right. That's exactly the phrase. Yeah. yeah. And um, which always made me wonder if good people to, you know, do nothing. Does that make, uh, you know, are they good? Has anyone ever asked that question before? Is that like a famous, like philosophical question? Maybe just lazy. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if uh, all evil needs to succeed is for good people to do nothing and good people do nothing, does that make them complicit, do you think? I think there's, there's well, complicit. Complicit means that they agree with it or they don't care enough to do something, to do something which means, huh. I guess, they're complicit. I yeah, think I the like, argument could be made, sure. Yeah. Uh, so here's here's kind of the, the good no, I news. I mean, you got you got that other saying um, uh, that w- that was made popular during World War II. Uh, first they came for the, you know, blah, yes. blah, and I did nothing. Then they right. came for the blah, blah, and I did nothing. And then right. they came for me, and no one was there to stand for me. Exactly right. So, I mean, that's the same principle. Oh, yeah. First they came for the Jews, and yeah. I did nothing. Then right. they came for the gypsies, and right. I did nothing. And the Catholics and yeah. whoever else, you know. And then they came for me. Put, put your, uh, you know, your ideology here. <laughs> yes, exactly right. So, uh, so, yeah. So, I think that we now, at this time in history— have to stand up for the truth. We have to exp- we have to bring the truth out. That's our first, I guess, um, the first responsibility that we have is to bring the truth out, and uh, and then, you know, once we've you know once we've brought that to people's attention, then people hopefully uh, will pick that up and run with it. Candidates, you know, uh, organizations, etc., and then uh, bloggers, you know, and then uh, then people have at least they'll have the facts. For the first time, you know, probably in our lifetime, people will have the actual facts of what's going on, and um, and then they can uh, and then they can hopefully do do the right thing yeah. from there. Well, it's a challenge because you know, but a lot of times uh, there's there's so many news reports out there that aren't fact based; they're all opinion based. Mm-hmm. And I think people the the lines are so blurred now that people almost don't read anymore. They don't research. They don't look for the facts. They don't. Mm-hmm try to substantiate anything they just throw out the wild opinion right i think but once even, they're confronted with the facts what happens even worse are the, the the news reports out there that uh ignore facts not just you know uh spins them or or is filled with opinion but just leaves them out entirely right uh, one, of, one of the things that i write about frequently is a game called uh, name that party where you can read an article about a, a politician that's either in trouble or in jail or going to jail or whatnot, and you can read the entire article, and if it never says the guy's party, you're almost assured it's a Democrat. Right. But if ever a Republican is in trouble, the media says, at the, in the headline, it'll say, right. Republican, blah, 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 gets in trouble for blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah. or, or the first paragraph will say, Republican, Mr. Whoever, right. uh, has been arrested today. For, but if it's a Democrat, it never mentions the word Democrat once in the story. You know, I mean, that's a game that happens all the time in the old media. 
media. I mean, they, they do this all the time. You you are so right. In fact, you know, in the city of Chicago, the city that I love, the city, you know, that I was born and raised in, you ha- we have more murders, more shootings than in Iraq and Afghanistan put together. But you wouldn't you would never know it from watching the local news or reading local newspapers. If there was a way to blame it on Republicans, I swear to God, this would be a national story that you would never, you wouldn't be able to escape it. You would not be able to escape this story. If if there was any way that you could blame it on Republicans. The good news, I don't know if it's good news, good news for the Republicans is that what's going on in the city of Chicago, the state of Illinois, whether you're talking about crime in the streets, which we are going to talk about, and we've got a guy who actually ran out of his house and prevented a woman from being raped in the city of Chicago. Uh, an incredible guy. Um, he's going to be joining the show. Uh, here's the, here he is. He, live, he, grew, he lives in the Lincoln Square area. Um, his name is Ron. He's 48 years old. He, was, he woke up in the middle of the night because he heard a cab driver named Admon... Shasho? That's easy for you to say. Shasho? <laughs> so easy for him to say. <laughs> Adman Shasho, an Iraqi immigrant, uh, raping a woman, or apparently uh, he was charged anyway with attempted robbery and criminal sexual assault. Um, and uh, Oh, and he's out on bail. Isn't that nice? Uh, <laughs> taxi, take me to a dark alley. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with this country? Anyway, so... Uh, so Adman Sasho, who's guaranteed to return to Iraq, uh, re- return to the battlefield in Iraq uh, uh, sometime soon, in my opinion, allegedly, um, is uh, probably uh, going to, uh, w- was apparently in the process, allegedly, of committing a crime when uh, when this this neighbor, this good citizen, uh, actually came out and uh, prevented that crime from happening, which is amazing when you consider what happened, you know, with this George Zimmerman. You know, you would think that uh, unless you want uh, Jesse Jackson uh, marching around in front of your house uh, for uh, for a couple of years straight, um, <clears throat> you know, you would think that he would have just stayed in his house and uh, pretended that he didn't hear anything. But but he he didn't. He chose to to actually risk becoming a uh, a target of. Uh, of Jesse Jackson and and uh, this uh, who's that other guy? That guy, Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton. I think for the uh, for the mm-hmm. Iraqi uh, cab drivers out there, maybe it's uh, Jesse Muhammad. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, and uh, so we're going to talk about all that and more when we come back with more Kelly Truth Squad after this. Right on, America. More with the Kelly Truth Squad coming your way next. If you need the latest news and opinion, look no further than veteran political blogger Warner Todd Houston. You know him from his work on Red State, Breitbart.com, his local political blogs at Chicago Now and Publius Forum, and as the host of the Kelly Truth Squad every week. Now Warner Todd Houston has a new political blog you need to know for local political news in Chicago and Illinois, at PrairieStateReporter.com. When you need news you can rely on without the dirty political spin, visit PrairieStateReporter.com now. Welcome back to the Kelly Truth Squad. I am William Kelly, and um, we are going to be joined. Uh, Warner, Todd Houston. How are you doing, brother? I'm alive, baby. <laughs> oh, um, and of course, Ma- Maureen O'Looney, the legend. The legend. 
the myth, the an uh, urban myth. I didn't know I was urban, but I'll take but, it. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, and um, and we've got uh, we're we're going to be joined by a, a true legend. Okay, a guy who has been he, he this guy was tea party before there was a tea party. Okay, he he was um in fact not only was he tea party before there was a tea party, he was um he was doing tea party rallies before there was a tea party. Um, what I, what I love about this guy is he was actually, I, I, I still can picture him 20 years ago. Okay. Walking to the federal plaza with a bullhorn in his hand. Okay. Rick Santelli, who, who, who's what Rick Santelli, by the way. He is the, uh, <clears throat> considered one of the godfathers of the uh, Tea Party movement because he Please, uh, rant. Give it a rest. The, uh, Chicago the, 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 our next guest, Jim Tobin. Okay. Is the father grandfather, son, and um, uh, of the Tea Party movement. Don't okay, say daughter. <laughs> <laughs> no, his daughter is, no, he has, he, he is the father of the daughter of the Tea Party movement, is his, his actual, but, uh, but let me just say this, um, Jim Tobin is, a, is an awesome guy, and I know that because I worked for him 20 years ago. Uh, we were, uh, we were in the, uh, well, do we have Jim on the phone? Jim, yeah. are, Jim how are you doing, brother? Good, fine. How are you? <laughs> I was stalling for time. We didn't know if we had you, but uh, um, we were, uh, you know, when just uh, a couple of days ago, they had the Chicago Tea Party rally at the federal, pla- or at this Daily Plaza, I guess is what tax they call it. Tax Day Tea Party. Yeah, the Tax Day Tea Party. And um, and it made me remember that 20 years ago, I was following you around uh, carrying a, a podium uh, under one arm and, uh, and, a, and a bunch of... Uh, uh, tax accountability amendment petitions under my other arm uh, when uh, when I was your executive director. Remember that? Yeah, I, re- I remember that. Sure. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we were doing tax protests in front of the post office every April 15 for 20 years. Wow. And uh, I'm glad to see other people are doing it. It uh, gets a little tiring after 20 years. The weather is usually pretty bad, too. It wasn't too bad this, this, this time on April 17, but... Um, I stopped doing that uh, annually about oh eight or ten years ago, and um, wow. we've gone on to bigger, bigger things. But uh, the nice, nice thing about the Illinois tax revolt is that it's grown. And, yes, you know there's so many people doing so many things. Um, I don't have to do that anymore. Other people are doing the protests on April 15, mm-hmm. and that's great because it gives me more time to. Um, go um, and uh, protest Jesse Jackson's invasion of Will County this Saturday. Wow. Um, Jackson uh, um, uh, is invading the, the Will County to support this stupid boondoggle airport. Mm. Uh, I guess Reverend Jesse Jackson and his son, the of congressman course. Jesse Jackson Jr., will be in Will County supporting a uh, uh, the Piatone uh, groundbreaking. And 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 encouraging to encourage Governor Bribe, I call him Governor Bribe, sure. um, to um, expand powers of eminent domain to allow the uh, bureaucrats to steal property down in Will County uh, quicker, more quickly, and efficiently to um, build this stupid airport, government airport they want down there. The politicians want down there. The people don't want it. So that's right. just a huge boondoggle, uh, one of the many things the state does that isn't necessary. So hopefully folks will be there to um, to uh, protest the uh, 
appearance of the Jacksons uh, there. Um, you, you, should, you should feel lucky. This huge boondoggle. Well, it's a family business. <laughs> well, it's a family business. The Jacksons. They're you know they they've got a. You know, they've got to always look for new business and uh, new revenue sources for their uh, for their uh, for Jesse Jackson's uh, sons and and various other uh, uh, business associates. Right? Man, we, like yeah, I was saying, we, we should re- be lucky. We should be revenue. lucky that we're in Calif- that we're not in California where they have ballot measures, and and it would make matters even worse. <laughs> that was uh, that was Warner Todd Houston. Uh, well, actually, the ballot measures in California can be used for good. Um, such as Proposition 13, which cut property taxes statewide 60% in 1978, and it's still in effect in California, even though the greedy politicians try and get rid of it mm-hmm. time after time. Um, I wish we had statewide initiative here in Illinois, and I'd put right. a, a binding tax cut on the ballot to cut or eliminate the state income tax. That's the first thing I'd do. I noticed uh, uh, that um, Michael Madigan is going to have some kind of a, uh, an initiative on the, the general election ballot to uh, make it difficult, more difficult to raise uh, pensions in, um, in, uh, in Illinois. Some people are saying it's just a way that he's going to try to raise voter turnout. You know, right. um, yeah, he's got it. He has it ass backwards, as mm-hmm. usual. If, if we were really concerned about taxpayers, he would put a constitutional amendment on the ballot mandating a two-thirds vote, 66% vote, to increase any taxes anywhere in the state of Illinois. But he's, it's just, he's, he's petrified. He's worried he's going to get lose his Senate is a house majority mm-hmm. and we're encouraging and have been for the past year taxpayers to throw all springfield democrats out of office this november it was springfield democrats that voted for the 67 percent income tax surcharge last year all of that money is being used to finance these lavish gold-plated pensions that um, the uh, politicians and bureaucrats receive for example we just posted a study on our web the other day uh... which you can uh, look at um, of the state employee retirement system, and it reveals 84 of the top 100 uh, pensions are state troopers or corrections officers. Um, if you want to pull in a lot of cash and retire early, being a state trooper or corrections officer is a lot more lucrative than being a criminal. Uh, for example, Trooper Gene Marlin gets an annual pension of 129,268 bucks and has already collected uh, 1,402,163 bucks in total pension paid out to date. And, you know, these troopers can retire at age 50 with a full pension, and if they have an average life expectancy, they will pull down between 5 and $10 million dollars. Um, with the current pension system we have. But, of course, the system that we have cannot last indefinitely. It's going to collapse unless it's reformed. We can't afford to be paying uh, teachers and state troopers multi-million dollar pension payouts over their 30- or 40-year retirement of life. Um, they, we just can't afford that. As so a this state. M- so, and so yeah. the, the system has to be reformed or it's going to collapse, and they won't get uh, right. 20 cents on the dollar in their uh, pensions. Well, it's even yeah. worse than that. In a lot of ways, a lot of these uh, uh, state employees, once they've retired at such a young age, they go on and get another state job, and they get another state pension when they retire from that, so they double dip on us. They sure do, and the way to fix the broken pension system is replace uh, pensions for all new government hires with Social Security and 401Ks, and increase current employee uh, contributions to the pensions. This is the only way to eliminate the unfunded pension liabilities that plague taxpayers. Instead of paying only 9% uh, for the pension benefits, for example, 
Uh, teachers in the suburbs and downstate should be required to pay 19%. Let them keep their million-dollar pension payouts. All they have to do is pay uh, 10 points more out of their uh, their salaries, and they still get their pension uh, million-dollar pension payouts. But um, taxpayers won't be stuck with another income tax hike, and um, and uh, uh, the, the teachers will just be paying a little bit more for their million-dollar pension benefits. This also avoids costly litigation. Um, that the Republicans in Springfield are supporting, um, they're 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 talking about cutting pension benefits um, for certain government retirees. And yet the state constitution says pension benefits cannot be cut. So if you just say let them keep their pension benefits and make them pay more out of their own pockets uh, for their lavish gold-plated pensions, you will alleviate the problem and allow the income tax surcharge to expire in two years. But we have to throw at least 10 or 20 Springfield Democrats out of office in November to make Madigan the minority leader and Cullerton the minority leader in the Senate. Um, that will shake them up so the income tax surcharge will go away in two years instead of four. Well, Jim, as always, you, you've got the answer. And um, why don't you run for public office someday, Jim? Oh, I did once against George Ryan um, and... Um, uh, we filed 60,000 signatures um, uh, when I tried to run for governor as libertarian back in 98. And uh, the, the Republican Party uh, challenged the signatures and kept us off the ballot, even though we had more than 25,000 valid signatures. Um, they kept us off the ballot anyway. Okay. And we sued the uh, we sued the politicians, and we took it to the state Supreme Court and the U.S. Supreme Court over two, three years, and they all refused to hear our case. And and even though, you know, the state hearing examiner said we had um, 2,000 more signatures than we needed, and the general counsel for the state board agreed with the state hearing examiner, the state board of elections kept us off the ballot by a unanimous vote because they're a bunch of crooks. Jim, let me tell you something. It's an, it's an honor to have you on the show. It's an even greater honor to be able to tell people that I uh, worked for you twenty uh, all those years ago. Um, I'd love to have you back. Uh, what's your website? How can people uh, follow what you're doing? In our website, you can check out these uh, pensions on our website. We're doing a seven-part series here. Uh, taxpayersunited.org is our website. www.taxpayersunited.org. And you can take a look at the top 100 state employee pensions, uh, 80 of which are um, state troopers and corrections, corrections officers who can retire as young as 50. Well, Jim, you're the best, and uh, good luck, and we'll uh, have you back real soon. And we'll Thanks, be back Michael. with more of the Kelly Truth Squad after this. Have no fear. The Kelly Truth Squad will be right back after this. This is President Barack Obama. You have reached the Truth in Broadcasting Radio Network. Now, please leave a message, and William J. Kelly will be happy to return your call tomorrow. The Kelly Truth Squad, only on the Truth in Broadcasting Radio Network. Welcome back to the Kelly Truth Squad. I am William Kelly. And, uh... You know something, Chicago politics, Illinois politics, it, it, politics in general, it just doesn't get any any weirder than in the city of Chicago and the state of Illinois, wouldn't you say, Maureen? Oh, absolutely! <laughs> it's a cesspool. <laughs> That's what they say, and uh, and uh, you know, just when you think it it couldn't get any weirder, now I think we're starting to understand why 
the Republicans in the state of Illinois have had the disastrous election results of 2010 and, uh, oh, let's say 20, or, you know, 08 and, and 06 and 04 and 02 and, and 2000 and um, 98 and uh, 96 and 94. I think we're starting to understand why. Because the Illinois Republican Party, some people have said, and some people have actually said this for quite some time now, and now it looks like we have proof, is actually in bed with the Democrats. It's actually, in fact, what some columnists uh, in Chicago have referred to as the combine, okay? Where you have the Republican leadership that has actually made, um, has actually, <laughs> essentially made peace with the Democrats to allow their candidates to win. To, and this has resulted in nothing but, you know, the out-of-control pensions that we uh, that we were just talking about with Jim Tobin, the, uh, the out-of-control, obviously, taxes and spending and, and waste and fraud and abuse and, and corruption. I mean, right down to the to the crime in the streets because uh, we have a situation where the police don't even feel that they have, uh, that they can even enforce the laws anymore. Okay. So um, it's really reached the point now where, um, you know, <laughs> well, in the last, obviously a couple election cycles where an unknown state Senator from the South side of Chicago became a U.S. Senator. And then within two years, he became president of the United States. How, how did this happen? I've had so many people ask me that question. Now I think we're starting to know how it happened. Okay, you have Obama bundlers, which, um, uh, you know, we'll explain that term because there are some people who probably don't know what that means. Um, there are Obama bundlers, uh, hedge fund, you know, uh, operators that have uh, all kinds of you know, connections with, with Democrats and extreme left-wing um, uh, political action committees, literally giving money to Republican leaders and candidates and political action committees. And someone might say, well, what's wrong with that? We have to take mo We have to get money anywhere we can. Have you ever heard the saying, he who pay, uh, um, he, uh, the piper, um, pays, uh, who, what? <laughs> have you heard the saying? That's the question. <laughs> have you have. ever heard that saying? I don't think you have <laughs> because I couldn't even repeat that if I wanted to, damn it. But, uh, what is the saying? I'm trying to, what, what am I getting at here? I don't really know. I think, I think no, I, uh, he I who think pays the piper calls the tune, calls the right? Tune, right. Yeah. Yo, um, so that <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say, and, uh, and there's a guy who can say it a hell of a lot better than me, um, and uh, and his name is Doug, and I think he's going to be on the show, um, which uh, a lot more often, which means we're going to have to come up with our like a like an intro theme song for Doug, and I, I've been working on one. I don't know if this is I don't know if this is the one that we're going to go with, but I've I've been working on. It. Let me know what you think. People, let me tell you about my best friend. He writes Republican news, watch, and his name is Doug Ibendahl. What do you think? Um, other than the tone deaf, <laughs> quite nice. Hey, come on. It's, it's, we're, we're, it's a work in progress, okay? Okay. All right. And uh, Doug, are, are you with us? Yes, I am. How uh, are you? Yeah, thanks, thanks for that theme song. <laughs> How are you doing, brother? Real, real good. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. Well, we have Pat Brady, the chairman of the Republican Party. Um, he's online, too, and he'd like to talk to you. No, I'm joking. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. We had, we had a very pleasant conversation that two days ago. You know, I'll be honest with you. I, I've had uh, a few not-so-pleasant conversations. Well, I'm, with being I'm being facetious. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and... Uh, in fact, I hear that you called on him to resign. I, I did. I, I, we, before we published our, our story at um, 
Republican News Watch, which I, I guess we're going to get in more into in more detail. But um, I think it's an explosive story. It's um, published two days ago. We connected the dots with what you're talking about, Bill, mm-hmm. with the uh, the bundlers and very okay. a, a contribution funding scheme, which is absolutely reeks. So I called Pat Brady. State Party Chairman for comment, and he was not very happy. Well, Doug, first um, of all, let let me just, let's just walk our way through this, because this is so critically important, especially it should be the first, the most important thing to the people who say, we have to take back our country. Okay, well then, if you want to take back your country, you better know who the enemy is. You better know who the players are, okay, as Sun Tzu would say. Uh, And the people who say... But we have to defeat Barack Obama. Why are we talking about Republican uh, scandals? Again, if you want to defeat Barack Obama, you better know who your enemy is. And, well, but what about the Constitution? We have to uh, fulfill our. We have to bring our Constitution back again. If you want to bring the Constitution back, you better know who the enemy is. And if he's standing right next to you, it would behoove you to know that. Okay, um, so first of all, who is Pat Brady? Pat Brady is the chairman of the Illinois Republican Party. Okay, um, who is Ken Griffin? Ken and his wife Anne are super wealthy, a super wealthy couple. I think they're based in Chicago. Uh, Ken is the lead partner or manages, runs um, an investment company hedge fund and is very successful in her own right they may they may very well be very nice people they were obviously very successful in, in business um, mm-hmm. but they're basically they're <clears throat> basically billionaires okay. and um, they have a lot of money a lot of uh, influence and I think what what we've exposed and Bill, you well no have, no no before we even go there let me ask you this what is an Obama bundler Obama bundler would be because the under the federal election code, there are campaign donation limits that you can give to a federal campaign. So there are a lot of people out there who have more, they want to make huge contributions, but they're limited. So what they'll do is they'll max out, which would be five, about 5000 a year. So a husband and wife could do ten. But then, so what they'll do then is go out and, and get their friends and raise more money who will also max out. Mm-hmm. So they bundle together large sums of money for the purpose of contributing to a political party that then disperses the money to political candidates such as Barack Obama, for example. Right, or, or they'll bundle for it to a campaign directly. So instead of having a actually a, an event, actually showing up at a fundraiser and everyone collecting their checks, someone can just call around to their friends and just avoid actually going to showing so up what you're event. telling me is that ken griffin and his wife who bundle money for barack obama these people are the enemy of pat brady the chairman of the Illinois republican party they would never work with him right no they're you know they're they're obviously very close uh no no, no 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 now what do you mean they're close but they're 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 civil to each other even even though they they work for a, a, a competing opposing candidates right Exactly. The the Griffins have have been, how should we say, friendly to both sides. Okay. Well, then let me just ask. Okay, let's be direct here. Are you saying that they give money? Uh, that that Pat Brady, the chairman of the Illinois Republican Party, has received money 
uh, campaign cash contributions from uh, Ken Griffin and his wife, who are Barack Obama bundlers, fundraisers. That's correct. And okay. The Griffins also gave to uh, Rahm Emanuel as well. Okay. So the Griffins give to Rahm Emanuel, to Barack Obama, and to the chairman of the Illinois Republican Party. Right. Well, well not to the chairman personally, but to the to the to the Illinois Republican Party, which okay. Pat Brady chairs, right? Right. Okay. So, uh, and by the way, this is all pretty much spelled out, and uh, and all the links and all to all the various, um, you know, financial what it would you know those what do they call those D twos the the where people uh, have to report their ca- campaign contributions. Yep, the quarterly reports. This right. is all on your website where people can check this out for themselves. Yes, RepublicanNewsWatch.com. It's uh, one of our top stories. Okay. Right? So, and if I'm not mistaken, Crane Chicago Business just picked up the story. Greg Hines, right? Yesterday, yep. Okay. So here's the here's what I here's what I like to get to the bottom of. You're telling me that this Ken Griffin raises money in large amounts uh, for for Barack Obama. My understanding is that he gave a hundred thousand dollars to Rahm Emanuel. His wife gave another hundred thousand dollars to Rahm Emanuel, and he also gives money to the Illinois Republican Party. Yes. Now, the average person out there might be asking themselves why, you know, that the, the average person would say that that sounds suspicious. Why would somebody give to two competing parties? Why, um, you know, in fact, I would say the average person would automatically jump to the conclusion that there's something fishy going on here. It's, 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 it's a very good question. It seems like you're working against your own interests. If you've got a, an agenda right. you want to advance, then why, why, why would you also fund the other team that's working against you? Right, unless... Um, unless there's actually um, some collusion there, where by funding the the, the other team, you are in fact um, uh, essentially misdirecting the other team, or or your contribution is being used to prop up uh, stalking horse candidates. Um, and I've I, I've run as a candidate in, in Chicago in my life, so I know what a stalking horse candidate is. So let me play. Uh, the, let me give the definition of that one. That's where um, the the corrupt insiders, the status quo uh, politicians, will put a, a candidate in a in a race in a primary to siphon votes away from a true Republican, a true cons- or uh, true conservative, a true reformer, um, uh, where they they intentionally try to prevent that person. They you know they they do the math. They say, okay, here we've got our. Our um, our Rhino candidate, let's say a Republican in name only, and then we've got this guy named William Kelly who actually believes in the Republican Party platform. Uh, so what we need to do now is we need to put a third candidate in that race, and we need that candidate to exclusively lie about William Kelly to the point where where um, they will effectively split the vote, the anti-Rhino vote with William Kelly. And then uh, guarantee, ensure that the that the rhino will now win that primary and then win the general election. Well, the problem is that uh, that uh, that stalking horse candidate needs money, and where are they going to get it from? Well, who's motiv- who, who would be motivated to give a a stalking horse candidate money other than you know, except for obviously uh, people who have who share a corrupt agenda with the Democrats. So that's where a Ken, in my opinion, a Ken Griffin or one of these other, um, you know, big uh, Obama bundlers or, or Rahm Emanuel supporters would come in with their money and uh, try to essentially block a William Kelly or, or another conservative or, re- or reformer uh, from from 
you know, having any hope of winning that primary. Um, do I, is that uh, is that pretty much what you think? Is, what you see is going on here? Or do- no, Bill, you're under something there. That what you just laid out definitely goes on. I, I, we can't get inside someone's head. Right. My, I think with you, you mentioned the the combine before. That's exactly right. I think with these super wealthy uh, people who are throwing around all this money all over the place from both sides. I think with them, it's, it's more about the power. That's 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 the quintessential combine that you talked about, Bill. Mm-hmm. These are these are wealthy business people who it, it's about the power. They're not interested in issues like you know uh, civil unions or abortion or reforming uh, pensions or or, or even crime on the street. Right? They're, they're not issued. They're not interested in those issues exactly. They're they're more interested in a friendly political environment for themselves and now, for but their wait a second. business interests. For their business interests, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's not just power for power's sake. Because these mm-hmm. people are already ridic- uh, ridiculously wealthy. Okay? Right. These people, uh, they, these people are not interested in issues because the issues that affect the average citizen oh, um, right. will never affect them. They will never have to worry about street violence, you know, being, uh, you know, street violence or or uh, or anything else. They they can just take the helicopter ride straight over that, right? Um, yeah, I, but I guess there's always a bigger yacht you can ski behind. I guess so. Um, or you know, maybe uh, maybe you've got a few friends uh, that uh, that still are trying to get their first yacht. And uh, some government contracts or uh, you know no bid uh, sweetheart deals with the city would uh, would help them, right? Yes. So, so that's what this is really all about. It's not about uh, good government. It's not about certainly not about reform. It's about uh, it's just about pure greed uh, for the for these people. Now, which uh, now, but why? You know, so it's just it's just despicable in my opinion, allegedly that uh, that uh, that. You know that people who would call themselves leaders of the Republican Party in Illinois would allow this to go on, even to the point of giving um, Barack Obama, a state senator named Barack Obama, a free pass to the U.S. Senate, and then uh, you know to the White House, giving um, you know uh, Rahm Emanuel a free pass to uh, to the mayor's office. Um, you know, I don't remember. I don't remember the Illinois Republican Party challenging Rahm Emanuel's petitions for mayor. I, I can tell you, I did. Okay. I don't say that to brag. In fact, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's nothing that I should brag about. Um, you know, uh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't get rich doing that. In fact, I got thrown off. You know, <laughs> WIND radio for doing that. Okay. Um, so I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just saying that to illustrate a point here that that the Republican Party in Chicago should have been challenging Rahm Emanuel's petitions, but they didn't. Now we know why. They were receiving money from wealthy people who uh, give uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars to Bar- uh, to Rahm Emanuel. So, so you know the the you know the the they you know they were dancing to you know they were uh, um, they were dancing to his tune. They were doing what they were doing his bidding. Well, they said when you know when um, you know they said don't uh, whatever you do don't challenge Rahm Emanuel's petition. So they didn't. Um, they, you know, they didn't put up a, even a Republican candidate for mayor. And I know that because I did. I went out and I re- recruited a Republican candidate for mayor, got his petitions, got him, uh, you know, filed his petitions. Of course, he ended up getting thrown off the ballot uh, because the State Board of Election Fraud said that they lost his petitions. Okay. But um, where, was the Illinois, the, where was the Illinois or, or Cook County or Chicago Republican Party 
to uh, to do anything to try and uh, and um, get that uh, a Republican candidate for mayor on the ballot. They were nowhere to be seen. Now we know why. They were receiving hundreds of thousands of dollars. They were receiving money from people who give hundreds of thousands of dollars to Ron Emanuel. And Bill, did you know this is this is a this is a real travesty? Did you know that um, I'm sure you did, but your listeners, yes, the the GOP did not slate a candidate. Not a single candidate ran in Cook County, a county with more Republicans than a lot of states. Right. State, the, the county in Illinois with more Republicans by far. Cook has a lot more Republicans than DuPage. A lot of people don't realize that just because there's so many people here. Yes. Not a, not a single candidate ran in the primary for any of the countywide offices, clerk, state's attorney. Not a, not a single Republican candidate for any of the uh, countywide offices. And, well, and, and people in Chicago know that when you when you go to vote, if you live in Chicago, and you go to vote, right. and you pull a Republican ballot, yes, for a Republican ballot, there's almost no one to vote for. Well, once again, <laughs> not to brag, uh, because truly, it's nothing to brag about. Okay, um, like I said, I I'm not making friends, I'm not getting rich, but I ran to be chairman of the Chicago Republican Party in the May March 20th uh, primary election. And and I was actually in a primary with a kid who's 23 years old, whose family contributed hundreds of thousands of dollars to Democrats, uh, $10,000 to Rahm Emanuel, Barack Obama, Dick Durbin. And, um, and who do you suppose the chairman of the Illinois Republican Party endorsed in that race? William J. Kelly, a lifelong uh, conservative activist? Or uh, or uh, Tom Smithberg, son of the Smithberg family fortune that gives uh, uh, that contributes uh, to Dick Durbin, Rahm Emanuel, and Barack Obama. And kudos to you, Bill. Pat Brady was so worried about you that he used uh, state party funds and actually did state party funded robocalls against you. And that's so that's that, that's why that's why this funding scheme that we've exposed is so bad. This is money. It's being used against other Republicans. Right. The, the state party franchise is being used against other Republicans in, in contested primaries. It's completely inappropriate. So wait a second. So you're telling me that Pat Brady actually used Republican state funds, probably money that literally was uh, was contributed by a Rahm Emanuel or Barack Obama bundler uh, to uh, to actually campaign against me for, yeah, to, you, for city you, chairman? As you know, Bill, we, we live in the same ward. I live mm -hmm. in the 42nd Ward also, and I, I got the Pat Brady robocall um, uh, that, that was endorsing on behalf of that 23-year-old kid and at the end, it said it was paid for by the Illinois Republican Party. Completely inappropriate. Okay. Well, you know what? I think we're going to have to get Pat Brady on the phone. Um, I'm going to. I'm definitely going to want to talk to this guy. I'm going to want. Uh, I'm going to call for this guy to resign. Um, I might challenge him to a boxing match. Go ahead. And I asked him to resign in my phone call with him when I saw a comment on our story before we published it. I asked him for comment. It was very nasty, insulting. And then I, I also called him on him to resign immediately, and he should. And, I, and we're not the first ones to ask for that. He needs to go for a lot of reasons. But this this latest um, this embarrassing fundraising scandal is is the last straw. We can we are never going to beat the Democrats with 
with these stupid people and these stupid games. Well, maybe they're not so stupid. Maybe I think what what we're discovering now, you see, for 20 years, I asked myself what I used to call the eternal question. Are they simply the, the worst political operatives in the history of the world or are they doing it on purpose? Now, thanks to you, Doug, we know that they are doing it on purpose. So, the, so at least that question has been solved now. Okay? I don't know. I think, I think it's even worse than that, Bill. They're, they're the most dangerous of all. They're, they're, they're people who think they're smart, mm-hmm. but they're, they're really stupid. This, 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 this funding scheme, I, I don't want to call it, I'm not calling it money, money laundering yet, mm-hmm. but it looks really, really bad. It, is, it was a really stupid scheme, and I, I bet, I, I don't know, because I haven't talked to them, but about the story, I'm sure it would be very difficult to get through to them, but the, the Griffins, I bet, are kicking themselves that they, smart people like that, high society But wait like a second, that. Doug, I think you're leaving out one more little detail about this story. Who, uh, do you know who Ann Griffin uh, uh, interned with as uh, when she was uh, learning the, uh, the big uh, hedge fund uh, um, uh, money-making uh, bonanza uh, dealio? Oh, you're talking about uh, George Soros? Yes. Yeah, she managed a Soros uh, fund. Right? Now, yeah. now, let me just say this. To, there are some people out there that actually recognize the name George Soros, and they know uh, what, he, what this person is all about in addition to making a lot of money, this person is all about um, using that money to instigate, uh, essentially, revolution throughout the world. And, um, and it's not a... It, now, is it a stretch to say that George Soros would be interested in, um, in uh, somehow um, influencing the Illinois Republican Party to... Uh, to look the other way while Barack Obama becomes a, a U.S. senator and president of the United States? Is it going too far to, 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 uh, to, to go to that conclusion, to come to that conclusion? It's, an, it's, it's a legitimate question. It's a legitimate question. My, my sense, and again, this is just my personal opinion speculation, I think the Griffins are more just very liberal, very liberal Republicans, uh, or rhino Republicans, as some would say, and the, the the Soros the Soros connection is very interesting, and you're you're right to bring it up, Bill. These are these are legitimate questions. Maybe that's that's one you can put to Pat Brady. <laughs> you know, I I will put that to Pat Brady. Now I understand that there's an Illinois Republican uh, convention coming up in June. Uh, now, do you have to be a committeeman or or do you, or a, or an Obama bundler or a, <laughs> or to to go to this thing or any, or can. Any, if anyone, just, can, anyone can go. There may be um, an entrance, uh, entrance fee. It's probably not very much. They, can, they, they do have to pay for the cost, so it's, it's, it's not unreasonable. They can ask people to pay for attendance. But to be a delegate, to actually have a vote, you do not have to be a committeeman. Um, what you have to do is go to your, um, if you're outside of Cook County, go to your county chairman. If you're in Cook County, go to your ward or township committee. Now, for you and I, Bill, we're probably going to be out of luck. I, I don't know how our incumbent, uh, what our chances are, but we should go in any case. And um, so, people want to be people should try to become a delegate. So, go to your county chairman outside of Cook, in Cook, your your ward or township committeeman. Ask to be appointed delegate. That's going on now. Next few weeks, those will, those will be be filled. But I've been to these in the past. 
And most of these spots, most of these delegate spots, more than half go unfilled, and it's a really a travesty. Now, um, but once again, is that by design? To, uh, yeah, it to... is. They don't, our state party does not. The only reason they have it is because state law requires both political parties to have a state convention okay. once every four Well, then, four Doug, years. here, let me jump in here, okay? Because we gotta, we got to uh, do the work of uh, not only a radio show, but we also have to do the work of the Illinois Republican Party, apparently. Mm-hmm. So here's the question. Is there anything that we can do? As uh, as the uh, the Truth Squad to try to fill those delegate positions, can we can we recruit people to to uh, to volunteer to, to fill those delegate positions or to demand to be appointed to those delegate positions and come to that convention and yep. tell Pat Brady uh, to um, to stop taking Soros Obama money and stop um, trying to uh, put stalking horse candidates to. Uh, to prevent real Republicans from winning the Republican primaries and, and and tell Pat Brady that we want to have Republican candidates that support the Republican Party platform? Is there any way that we can get doubles? Is there any way that we can get, that we, as a radio show, can get delegates to go to that convention and demand that they have a real Republican Party and a two-party system in the state of Illinois? It's a perfect focus for you leading up to that convention. It's a perfect focus for you, Bill, to get the word out. Absolutely. Okay, so then, uh, so then, so legally, we have a right to do this to advertise it. Yes, absolutely, because our state party is not doing it. You okay. go to the front page of our state party's website. There's not a peep about this state convention, which only happens once okay. every four years. So how do we? So how do I put this? How do I? Well, let's say I'm going to go talk to. I'm going to. Well, right now we're talking to you know millions of people. Um, so, but uh, so how do we get? Well, what do we do? Uh, what do we say? Um, to people that they should call, that they should just go to this convention center, well, or that they should call their committeeman first. Call the call their committeeman first, and, and and ask to be appointed, ask to be appointed as a as a state delegate. Okay, as a delegate to the state convention, and each each ta- each ward, each township in Cook gets an allocation of delegates. Mm-hmm. So, like for example, the forty second ward, how many delegates do they get? I don't, I don't know the number offhand, but here's, here's the formula. 42nd Ward, just like every county downstate, you get one delegate for every 500 Republican votes in the, in the March 20 primary. So the 42nd Ward, I'm just guessing, probably okay. 10 or 12. Doug, you have just given me... You know what? You're great, Doug. I, I truly appreciate you. We're going to have you back on. Um, um, as you well know, uh, we have a new organization, the Chicago Republican Organization. We do not accept a dime from George Soros or Barack Obama <laughs> bundlers. Um, and, uh, and and you know what? If, 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 uh, if Ken Griffin came on his hands and knees and said, I have $100,000 from, from George Soros, all you need to do is uh, is uh, look the other way. I would I, I would spit in his face. Okay, um, so here's the bottom line. We are going to make this a um, we're going to make this a major focus between now and June to get those del- those empty delegate chairs filled with real Republicans. And uh, and we appreciate everything you we're, you're doing, Doug. And we're going to have you back on the Truth Squad, and we'll be back with more Kelly Truth Squad after this. Right on, America. More with the Kelly Truth Squad coming your way next.